Well, hey. Hey, hey guys. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Good. That was good. That was that was best a good intro week. ever, so far. Not mm-hmm. the worst. Not the worst. Certainly not the worst. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> happy Thursday. The pre-roll was delightful. It, it was. We've been we've been chatting it up a storm here. But a happy Thursday to all of you. Happy yes. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Greg, where do you find yourself in the world these days? Today I'm in Ocean City, New Jersey. Ooh. Um, okay. Yeah. Right. I've never had the yeah. pleasure. What's it like over there? Well, it's a dry island. Um, so not a lot of riffraff, a lot uh-huh. of families, um, still a lot of partying, but, uh, you know, it's a uh, drought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, beautiful beaches. Uh, water was amazing today. Gotta say, you know, it gets pretty hot. The, the sun here is it's hot. The Jersey sun. Yeah. I'm, it's tough, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in Cali, but like, I don't, you know, it doesn't bug me as much. I think it's just the humidity, you know, yeah. it's still, it, it, I mean, it, it cools off at night, you know, and it's, it's beautiful, you know, but it's just, it's a different kind of heat. It's a different kind of environment. Um, it's a wet heat. A wet heat. A wet heat. A wet heat. <laughs> wet heat. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's hot, hot too. Wet yeah, heat. Yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot of good food here too that I like, and oh, I've been coming here uh, for many summers, for many years with family. And uh, yeah, shout out to Voltaco's cheesesteaks, man. They do it right. <laughs> Hashtag Voltaco's. <laughs> That's for real. This though. week brought to you by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Next week, I'm going to be joining you boys from the east coast of North Carolina, down in Holden Beach. Beautiful. Interested to see what life is like down there. We'll be wearing our masks and... uh... Probably not if it's North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. It's not like like the North Carolina that you can think of. Like, Holden Beach is a really kind of remote island, and it's, it's, it's very, very, very laid back. And not right. uh, not anything like Myrtle Beach, although it is within striking distance of Myrtle Beach. So mm. we'll see. Well, what, one of the gigs I have booked for next month is in Burnt Myrtle Beach. Ooh. Um, so, we'll, we'll, you know, again, we'll see. It's all subject to change. Um, and knock on wood. But as yeah. of now, you know, the like I said, the venues are still, they haven't been canceled yet. I got some flight reservations. And, hey. You know. That's great. That, that's, uh, that's actually great news. I mean, I think that's. That's got to yeah. be great news for you. I, I think it's fun. I, I, I mean, hope it goes through. I, yeah, thank you. And um, the, uh, but yes, it would be ideal for for everyone, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Unless it's just the case where we look back and we're like, oh, well, you know, another case of like, oh, what were we, what were we thinking? Mm-hmm. Reopening too soon. But I, you know, without going down that rabbit hole, there's a lot of different things at play right now, and it's definitely a strange, strange time. That's for you sure. Know? Yeah. And uh, there's no nobody really seems to know what to do. Well, we know what to do. Yes. We know how to open this show and open yes. episode 04949 of You oh, Should man. Check It Out. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, folks, we got a great show for you today. We're going to do something kind of just off the wall. We're going to review some albums. Yeah. What do you guys say? It totally makes sense, man. After last week's episode, yeah. all we did was talk about albums. It was good. Yeah. That was kind of the yeah. original like intent for this whole podcast was to talk about music that we liked, you know, specific, not about specific, like Kanye tweets and stuff like that. No, specifically albums and specifically albums. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Except the initial iteration was meant to do an album per episode. Right. Yes. Right. I think this week we're going to we're going to just we're just going to knock three out. I think three. I, right. I think so, because the kind of the stars are lined in a way and uh, three big Huge, huge uh, artists huge. from uh, the '60s and '70s all came out with new records uh, just a couple weeks ago, 
And we thought, the way that these things lined up, why don't we each take one of these albums and talk about them, and, you know, we'll share our thoughts and uh, and go from there. So what do you guys say? Let's dive in. Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm down. Excellent. I'm down. All right, so for my pick, for my album, I'm going to be reviewing the new album by Mr. Willie Nelson. Never heard okay. of him. I'm not <laughs> sure who this is. He's Willie, been around, though? Uh, he's been around the okay. block a couple times. Yep, yep. And oh, he's the had... pigtails. Ah. Yes, yes. All right, yes. all right. Yes. The weed, the, the, oh, the, the weed guy. The weed, the weed guy, guy, exactly. No, Willie Nelson. Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, no, no. He, 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 I mean, this guy has been a machine over the last, I don't know, lifetime. Mm-hmm. I, especially over the last decade or so. I mean, he's released seven, eight albums in the last decade. It's 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 ridiculous. And some wow. are, are live and some are, are studio albums. But the guy's output is, is heroic. His new album is The First Rose of Spring. It's a kind of a collection of both covers and two original songs that he wrote, uh, that he co-wrote. Hmm. Uh, the two songs that he wrote are track two, Blue Star, and track ten, Love Just Laughed. The rest are covers. Hey, Mr. Bird Clock, how Bird are you? Bird Clock, <laughs> checking in. What's up? Sorry. <laughs> so, it, it turns out this is his 70th, that's a 7-0, 70th studio album in his wow. lifetime. Holy crap. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Um, you will. You will. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. But I, I really think it's great. Let's lead off with some music. Yes. I will play, I think this is track three on the album. It's called All Break Out Again Tonight. And this is, I, I'm playing this just to kind of get under Nick's nerves a little bit. Because I know he oh, really, I love it. really dislikes country music a lot. <laughs> but when I heard it, I was like, this is just damn close to being the perfect country song. Mm-hmm. Um in all the good ways, in, in all the right ways, in my gotcha. opinion. Anyway, this is called Great. I'll Break Out Again Tonight. Slowly the long day turns to night And soon they'll switch off the prison light But in myself, I'm making plans To be at home with you again These walls and bars can't hold a dreaming man So I'll be home to tuck the bay Breaking chain in my body, but not my mind. And I'll break out again tonight. Yeah, you know what they say about country music? What's that? It's three chords and the truth. 
They've said a lot of other things. They yes. have said a lot of other things about country music, too. So I appreciate that quote there, Greg. No, that's a good <laughs> no, one. No, man, I, I listened. I gave it I gave it two solid listens. I didn't get a third all the way through. Okay. But I, but look, it's really it's really nuts. And how can you not love this yeah. guy? No, it's yeah. yeah. He's got a, he's got such a great voice, and it's 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 one of those things where I'll dig into this a little bit later. But it's interesting to hear these people who have been around for so long with these recognizable voices that just get more and more mm. r- rich. Richer. Yeah, rich oh, is a good God, voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, it just becomes so effortless. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what I kept coming back to on this is like, A, his voice. I mean, it's hard to say that Willie Nelson's voice has matured because he sounded old when he was like 30. Right. But mm-hmm. I mean, just the way he, like the idiosyncraticness of his vocal delivery is just, mm-hmm. it's, you, you can't replicate it. And he yeah. could sing, he could sing Mary Had a Little Lamb and make it sound tender and yeah. poignant. Yeah. And and the thing that I, I I think is so great about the albums that we're talking about now, and and particularly this one, like, eighty, he's like eighty seven years old now. Mm-hmm. Like he, I I hope that Willie Nelson doesn't need to rely on this, doesn't need to make another album to stay financially solvent. I I really hope that's true. You can look, we can look at these as gifts. I mean, these yeah. are these are these artists giving us these gifts. And yeah. I don't think I would have looked at these type of albums the same way whenever I was younger. You know, now right. it's like, this is a guy, he doesn't have to go into the studio. He didn't have to go through the trouble of making this sound right and getting it mixed and the whole nine sure. yards and doing the interviews. And like, it's it's a gift for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he has a, a spot in Hawaii and he just like invites people to play chess with him. <laughs> you know, that's where he spends most of his time, I believe. It's a great place to play chess. It is. One apparently. of my favorites. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> so a friend of mine was in a band with one of his sons and got oh, to yeah? go. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's wow. in, it's like a compound in Hawaii, apparently. So the point is, I don't think he needs, he's, he's not relying I'm on I'm pretty this. sure just his writing credits alone, like the license fees he gets yeah. for all the songs this guy's written. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing fine. Yeah, Which is it, great. That's the ideal, right? You want, he, he's yeah. doing it because he wants to. And he makes money on the road. I'm, sh- I'm sure he makes money on the road just from t- all the ticket sales. The fact that it, his overhead is not, it can't be that high. I mean, it's not like going to see, you know, Imagine Dragons or something. <laughs> sure, sure. He doesn't have the big LED wall behind <laughs> yeah. him. He yeah. comes out on a, a floating <laughs> yeah. cowboy hat or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah. I, I really enjoyed the album. I, I, I really liked, to me, it kind of felt like he was overcoming his caricature at, at, at points, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people only know Willie as, you know, the weed smoking cowboy guy who kind of sings with a nasally voice. And, right. you know, those of us who, who know him and, and, and know of his legend, I mean, of course we know that there's more to him than that. And he certainly defined himself as a artist, a legendary artist for the long term. But I feel like this album's really accessible and it's very like, really easy and to understand why what makes willie so great particularly his vocals but also the way he plays guitar is so idiosyncratic and so different than everyone else you know he he just has his nylon string trigger guitar that he just every once in a while he'll just put in a little lick Mm-hmm. And just stop it, you know, like <laughs> just like right. little, well, I, I was just... gonna say, like the other part of him that that like the thing that he's always had is like his wit, 
Yeah. Like he's got this just yeah. this, this like dry self-deprecating wit that he always f- figures out how to tie in. And sometimes it is a little lick. Yep. And sometimes it's a it's a silly, you know, lyric. But yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a cool album. Yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's nothing groundbreaking. It's not going to be no. revered as his his masterpiece, I don't think. But, you know, it's, it's a beautiful album. A lot of most of the songs are written by others or are classic country tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorites, uh, the, I'll break out again, the one that I played, We Are the Cowboys, which is a Billy Joe Shaver tune, which in today's environment with Willie singing it kind of has a different message and really, really, really nice. Uh, Don't Let the Old Man In, which actually was a Toby Keith song. Hmm. Did you know that? You all no, familiar no. with Toby Keith? Yes. Sure. Yeah, of course. And that was a beautiful song. I didn't realize it was a Toby Keith song until after I went back and, and checked it out. Um, but that's a beautiful song. And then the last song I'll play a little clip from is Stealing Home, which right. was another one of my favorites on this one. That was good. Um, co-written by Marla Cannon Goodman, Casey Bethard, and Don Sampson. Really good stuff. So Do it. Stealing Home. got old I couldn't wait to grow up when I finally hit 18 I got out of this tired old town I didn't get back much as much as mama wanted the few times I did get back it didn't hit me like it is right now the house got small, Dad lost his hair The ropes swing and the trees aren't there The neighbor, she ain't sweet old Mrs. Jones Little sister's not right down the hall Rex ain't around to fetch his ball No need to ride to Grandma's down the road Damn old father time for stealing home Well, good well, stuff. yeah, there you, go. you know, we've got old Willie Nelson. God bless him. God bless. I like that one. I realized um, as soon as you started playing that first track that uh, I wasn't going to add a lot to this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to Ride Me Back Home three times. Which was the album from last year. All right, all right. You like that one? Didn't better. catch this? Nope. Just didn't listen to this one. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, wrong album. <laughs> Completely wrong album on my part. So, <laughs> well, do you have uh, any cogent uh, thoughts to spare about "Ride Me Back Home"? Nick? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Well, thanks for your uh, contribution so, this week, yeah. Nick. Appreciate that. I apologize sincerely. <laughs> That's, I'm really sorry. I'm Although, really sorry. I thought I thought it was the right one. I think I had pulled it up when we first talked about it, and it had the new one hadn't dropped, and I just had already had that one queued. Well, go. Sorry I would that. recommend you go back and listen to it. I, it's honest great. to goodness, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Nick's going to be reviewing uh, the what? new Bob Dylan album, Highway 61 Revisited, right? Yeah. That's but that's not. I, I listen to Blonde Blonde. Oh okay. <laughs> oh <it>. yeah. <laughs> what are you Wait. doing this week, Nick? I thought it was Crimson. Is it is an old crimson? Oh boy. Oh, okay. Boy. Nah. <clears throat> all right. All right. Nah. That was my bad. 
Um, uh, yes. So uh, for for uh, for the album this week, I was um, I was lucky enough to draw Mr. Bob Dylan's ah. latest "Rough and Rowdy Ways." Rough and Rowdy Ways, man. Which, um, yeah, I'll I'll say one thing. We we talked about the final track, which was released about a month and a half ago or two months. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, as a single, "Murder Most Foul." Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a different song in my head now when mm. when it's when it's listened to as the end yes. as the bookend to this album. Yes, yes. absolutely. I freaking love that song. Really, really, <laughs> absolutely. Wow. Like it's such a it's such a great like nightcap to this album, which yeah. the whole mm. thing is just kind of a real, you know, low timbre. I don't know. What what did you guys think? Greg, Jay, uh, um, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you know. Um, my thoughts were are that this is a killer album. Yeah, like Whew. this is a, this is like a, you know. The, the Willie Nelson stuff, it's great, <laughs> a little bit, but this this is a whole different level yeah. of uh, f- for me. It might be because I'm actually a pretty hardcore Dylan fan. I don't even know how yeah. it happened, but like over the last decade, more maybe 15 years, he I, creeps you know, in, man. Like, he, like he creeps when we, in. yeah, when we were in college together, I was not listening to Bob Dylan. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was even like. Aquarium Rescue Unit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, but, um, yeah, he crept in, and I love Bob Dylan. And when I saw him live at Desert Trip, I I got misty. You know what I mean? I could not not believe I was in his presence. And the uh, band was so good. Yeah. And and the set list was so good. He was playing all my favorite songs, but – in this new way and I didn't recognize them at first but and when he started singing the words I was like wow I know all the words to this song how did I, I how did I absorb all of the words to this <laughs> right song right? yeah right you know? yeah yep he'd be like he'd be up there he's like it's just a super super twist of fate you know? <laughs> and I, was like, I was like whoa and um so the band was killer I'm and just... that was that was tangled up in blue <laughs> <Tangled> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, that was ironically that was like the other. That was the I think what he opened up with. Not at all the way it sounded on, on the blood, on, blood on the tracks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I loved this. Um, I will be listening to this. I imagine many, many times over. Yeah. Um, it's it was it's it's amazing how you know his his the way his voice sounds and the way he's so with it. Like he's constantly referring to like current events yep yeah the production is by this guy blake mills who's 33 years old mm-hmm. you know what, um, a, what an album from a like yeah like start to finish it is such a cohesive like yeah. we were talking about this last week but you, when you when you have that album that like at, the entire album speaks as like a, a, yeah. a separate statement than each individual song man the yeah. first time i listened to this i honestly like i just just kind of yeah. had to take a deep breath. I went for a little bit of a walk because it really just kind of yeah. set me in this other place. Okay. You know, right. can we can we actually kick off the first track? Right. Let's just yeah. yeah. And then, and then we'll, get, we'll get we'll get Jay's thoughts. We'll get J- yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, I contain multitudes. Today and tomorrow, and yesterday too. The flowers are dying like all things do. Follow me close, I'm going to Berlin, Ali. I'll lose my mind if you don't come with me. I fuss with my hair and I fight blood feuds. 
I contain multitudes. Gotta tell yeah. You contain multitudes indeed, Mr. Dillon. <laughs> it's like an un- all, Somehow that's an understatement. Yeah, coming yeah, from yeah. Him. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, I, I read a review of it saying that that song, I mean, he's singing about himself, but he's also singing it about you in a way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how in, in an age now where everyone is supposed to be on one side of something, you know, there's like, we have so, there's so much yeah. more to us than just capable yeah. of being com- like more than just a side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're so many, we, we're so, there's so many dimensions to one person. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so Jay, what what are your thoughts? Well, I, I mean, I'm huge Bob Dylan fan as well. I actually like a lot of his later era stuff. I really like Tempest. I really, Mm -hmm. I love uh, Time Out of Mind. It's one of my like genuine favorite Dylan albums. Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't know. When I heard Murder Most Foul, it just kind of seemed. I didn't get it. I guess is the easiest way to put it. I didn't get it. Um, but like you said, Nick, when it's appended to the end of this album, for some reason, I don't know how he can create a different mood for a 17-minute song by preluding it with the rest of this stuff, but it, it works. Totally does. And I, I think this is his most dynamic album in, mm-hmm. in many, many, many years. I, re- I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. It's, it's some of his best vocals yeah. uh, of one of his, especially one totally. of his later yeah. era albums. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just so articulate. Articulate is not the word. It's he's just able to phrase so well, and he yeah. he, he knows exactly what he's doing with every single word that comes out of his mouth. Yep. It's, and it, so does the band. So does the that yeah. I think is because I love the Tempest too, but the band on this album mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I would totally agree. And with they that. are yep. they are like listening to him. Like you listen when you play, like and you know when you're playing with some some buddies that, and you play jazz and you're like really just tuned into whatever. They are like every utterance of his. You yep. can hear somebody just kind of add just a light embellishment. Yep. But it's so delicate and it's so the mics are all just real. Everything's quiet. I totally oh, agree. Man, so yeah. good. And for it's anyone not... who who if you listen to this and and you're not paying attention, it's going to sound like oh these are really simple songs that are coming across. You know. But try playing like you know the same three chord progression for seven minutes, you know, or and, seventeen, and yeah. still, yeah, exactly, and still being responsive to what this man's saying and trying to come up with interesting ideas, but not overshadow. It's it's a very very difficult technique, and mm-hmm. I I totally agree. The band is just off the charts, and I think it's the distillation of what he's been trying to do for the past twenty yeah. years, maybe. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. really the final. It's finally like clicked. And it's been really surprising to me because I, I thought that I would be the only one that liked this album, frankly. I thought that I, like, I, I guess I always, my bias is always towards Bob Dylan. I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. like anything he puts out, but I didn't expect this amount of positive response from this album. But it's so good and it's so natural. It's It flows really well. It seems, and, and I think maybe the reason why it connects with so many people, or it seems to be, is that he's so earnest. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. seems to be really just not a lot of. It's all out there for people to to grasp. It's, it's very raw. It seems like he's talking about himself, you know, mm-hmm. or as it can be applied to to other folks as well. It's not a lot of metaphors. It's just it's it's really clever, funny, brilliant writing. It's just great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I love um, I love listening to this record and 
you know, I'm, I'm only going to be able to do this a few more times before I actually like memorize the lyrics. <laughs> but I love listening to him say a phrase and then be like, all right, how's he going to like tie this phrase yeah, together? It, what's he going to rhyme and with that? Always, yeah. it's, it's always surprises me. Yep. Yep. But also doesn't surprise me because it's like, ah, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you, you know, yes, <laughs> yeah, so he's always, it seems like he's always had that gift. Yeah. But even more so now, I mean, with this insane life that he's lived. So, it's, Nick, it's, you know, Nick, what were what were your thoughts? I mean, what, you're not you haven't traditionally been a huge Dylan fan. What was it that drew you to this album? What was it? I absolutely love Bob Dylan. No, you don't. No, no, I really do. No, you don't. Stop it. <laughs> OK. <laughs> you don't really. Really? You? Not Nick. I do. No, no I do not. <laughs> Yeah, I um, the I, I was really curious actually, coming off of Murder Most Foul, like how that was going to fit. How in God's name are you going to fit this monster piece of of a track, which is you know, thirty years ago would have been the entire B side. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how is this going to get? Where is this going to fall within like this 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 overall thing? And and the other part was like, how, how is this going to be a cohesive idea when you've already kind of had this manifesto of a you know homage to to Kennedy and and everything you felt worth mentioning in the past you know fifty years? A- out of the gate though, it just it was especially in contrast to the other two albums that were that we that we're listening to, and not in a bad way, but it's just such a like Murder Most Foul was just like the completion of the thought that was started at the beginning. Every next track, it was like the, the tone, there were variances in tone and rhythm, but it just, the whole thing just fit together in a way that I don't, uh, I, I mean, Blood on, my, Blood on the Tracks is my favorite Dylan album. But even that one's got like a couple that are kind of like wedged in there that, that, that are like, you know, they just sound like they're like an outtake or like a different take from a different session, which is all well and good. But to have this like as a, as a, as a completed idea and, and 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 again, going back to kind of what we were talking about last week, it was so cool to come off of last week's episode and listen to this and be like, "Holy sh! This is exactly what we were talking about." Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I just felt, and and then I actually had to do some soul searching to be like, "Did I want this too much?" <laughs> <laughs> like did, coming off of the, that episode, did I want too much to find the next like really good album that that just grabbed me right out of the gate? And now, nah, yeah. man, I, I've listened to it probably six or seven times now, and it's. No, it's it's phenomenal. The first time it definitely it threw me and and good albums do this. Like it it took me into a like a place. It wasn't a bad mood, but it was kind of a it was just like a low reflective, okay. introspective place that sure. that kind of like I was like I'm gonna need some time to just walk this off or think about it and you know yeah. Uh, but that the best albums do that you know they just they take you to where he wants you to go. That's right. The thing about, that you said about him being reflective about himself, he's always so cagey about like. Like who Bob Dylan is is a, is a is a shifting narrative depending on what story he wants to tell at any given point exactly. in time and yeah. and and this one the way he dealt with the way he started kind of like especially the uh, black black writer thank you yes which yeah. just seemed too low to like toss into like as a clip for this for this for this session but I think that was my favorite track really oh wow yeah oh wow yeah. that was cool um, man I really liked Black Rider a lot. Uh, with mm-hmm. the one line about your big <laughs> I'm like, only going to take you so far or something like that. <laughs> sure, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a really deep track, really, really cool. Uh, that's cool to hear that you like that so much. It, it was like, but it was like this visceral anger at yeah. death. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it was almost like, it, but he kind of treated death like this bully that it was taunting him. Yeah. You know? And it was like, oh man, that's, 
I mean, he's a poet. You know what I mean? Like the guy's a freaking. Mm. He really is. And to deal with it in that way, he's he's really just kind of like like it's kind of a screw you song to, to the fact that death is looming. Mm-hmm. Man, what a what an honest and like just yeah, just honest approach to a song about yeah. mortality is to be angry that it has to end at some point. You know, and I, even and and to your point about like it felt like some tracks on Blood on the Tracks were like throwaways, like not in know, a bad way. No, no, I, I get it, I get yeah, it. Yeah. But to my point, like the the one track that I thought, you know, if you just look at it. It seems like it's going to be a throwaway is uh, Goodbye Jimmy Reed. Mm-hmm. But he ends up treating that song in a really particular way where it deals with religion. Yeah. That was like really poignant as well. And like that was a surprise to me because like, I you know, as soon as it started playing, I was like, oh, OK, this is going to be like his kind of like jump blues mm-hmm. number. You know, OK, this is kind of cool. But then like when you get into the lyrics and it's like, wow, he's got something to say on this track, too. It's really neat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. His, 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 like, approach to um, his band, I know, is really unique. He doesn't just play with anybody. He has to, he, he has to play with people who I think are, like, or who he thinks are old, old souls. Yeah. And if you listen, yeah. if you, listen to, to, uh, you can look up on YouTube uh, the story G. Smith describes of his, like, audition for Bob Dylan. <laughs> it's, ama- it's an amazing story. I've never heard this. It's really cool. I, w- I don't want to take it up any time, uh, and G.E. tells it so well. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're interested in that, look it up. Because basically, cool. uh, just, just, to, just a, a sort of hint is that, like, Dylan's, like, Oh, you guys know these these songs? It's like these old like Civil War songs. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we know those songs. And they just just thought they were jamming with him. And then like the next day, the guy the their contact, their mutual contact was like, all right, you got the gig. And he's like, what do you mean got the gig? He's like, that was your audition for. Dylan. <laughs> he, ended up, he ended up playing with him for like twenty years. Wow. You know, uh, G. E. Smith, man, that guy's everywhere. <laughs> yes, he is. He, he, di- a smile he, will get you a long way. Dylan would didn't play on. Saturday nights for like tw- for like fifteen to twenty, however long well, G was in the band. Well, because G had because, a gig, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for real though, he didn't play on shows on Saturday nights, so G could fly back to New York and do Saturday Night Live. That's wow. awesome. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, so That's the point. Incredible. If, so learn your Civil War songs. Apparently, yeah. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that matters. Yeah, it sure does, man. If you want to be in wow. that band, but anyway, you can totally. see why. Talking about how Dylan's songs kind of, they seem to come from the ground and from the past a lot. He's often, I mean, especially nowadays, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like he's talking about the future. He's like often talking about things that have happened. Yeah, he always speaks, he always sounds like he's speaking for generations. Yeah. Like he's just, he's like talking on behalf of a long period of time. And And his songs like interweave all of these elements of, Oh, wait, are we freaking? Like, are we back in like medieval times yeah, or something yeah, right that, now? That, like it just <laughs> jumps all over the place. That, that the first song he references like Chopin, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and another song he references like like Al Pacino playing Scarface. Like, oh, that's one of my favorite yeah, lines. You know, of the whole like, album. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love all those little references. It paints the picture for me. It's like our history. Yeah. yeah. Well, even going back to like when he was playing with the band up in Woodstock and doing the, the basement tapes, a ton of people, including the band themselves, who would come out and say, Bob would start a song and we had no idea whether it was like an old Irish folk tune or like a song that was from like the Appalachian like bluegrass tradition or whether it was a song that he had just made up that day. We had mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. The amount of references that Bob Dylan is able to pull from, even back, you know, he was making those when he was making those records, he was in his early frickin' 30s. Mm-hmm. 
you know it's just yeah. the guy's just got a, a mind that's like a sponge for musical references and yeah he's able, you know, he's, it's he's just gotten better with age yeah it's just a, a deeper well so no it's, it, talk about a gift this yeah. one is a this one is a gift right yeah. here yeah, no he, he didn't have to do this shit, you know what i mean <laughs> so mm-hmm. i'm yeah. grateful I'm definitely I know, and I hope I hope it's not his last. I, what was it's been? When was when was Tempest? Two thousand twelve? I don't think it was that long ago. Two thousand fifteen. God, if it was two thousand twelve. Hold on, I'll look it up. I got it. Yeah, Tempest was two thousand twelve. Ha! Huh. Wow. Yep. Okay. So, so there you go. Yeah. And he's. <laughs> that was his last album of original material. He's been doing a lot of like the old yeah. kind of jazz tunes and jazz standards and stuff like that. That's true. Right. But right. I, I really enjoyed uh, the other song that I really enjoyed was False Prophet, which I thought okay. was awesome. And mm-hmm. My Own Version of You, which yeah. I thought was just mm-hmm. a beautiful, very succinct tune. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought that was a cool one too. Why don't we listen to a, a clip from that one? That, yes. Uh, my, 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 own version, my own version of you. I can do that. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Mr. Thank you, Dylan thank you with Mr. Bob my Dylan. Own version of you. I study Sanskrit and Arabic to improve my mind. I want to do things for the benefit of all mankind. I say to the willow tree, don't weep for me. I'm saying the hell of all things that it used to be. Well, I get into trouble, then I hit the wall. No place to turn, no place at all. I pick a number between a one and two. And I ask myself, what would Julius Caesar do? I will bring someone to life, more ways than one. Don't matter how long it takes, it'll be done when it's done. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that, man. Yeah. I choose the number between one and two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And ask myself, what would Julius Caesar do? Yes, I, <laughs> we played Caesar this. Do? We played this. I actually played this during dinner tonight. And like oh, yeah? <laughs> my wife, Trish, and, and the kids, they were all like, this is really good. Really? Yeah. All That's of them. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a Tom Waits vibe. Yeah. A little bit. I've heard a lot oh, of that. Totally. Well, and you know what? The instrumentation has like a little bit of that, that close miking, yep. like that really close in mic, especially mm. on the upright bass. Yeah, yeah. totally. So I, I uh, wanted to d- sort of dovetail into the next thing by mentioning this review of the Bob Dylan record where the review, it was a, the B, it was a BBC article, mm-hmm. the review, which was a glowing review of this record, calling it, calling it a masterpiece, etc. Um, and he's like, this, this record belongs in sort of a new genre, the old age pop star genre. <laughs> and, <laughs> right? and it sounds funny. Because it's like, oh, an old pop star, haha, that's funny. But there is something to be said for it. He goes on to say, like, Johnny Cash kind of kicked this off yeah. mm-hmm. when he put out the album with Rick Rubin, where he did Hurt yep. and all that yep. stuff. So yep. I'm you know, probably familiar with that. And basically, it's about how this genre of music, you can't just make a record. You can't just be like, you know what, I'm going to make a record that sounds like that. You can't unless you've had the storied career yeah. and got and your rich and your voice is now so rich and experienced and recognized mm-hmm. and so gravelly from the years of touring and recording sure. and smoking and whatever the hell you know yeah and so i started to i actually 
crafted up a quick list of others that may fit this vibe. Oh, nice. You know? Okay. Nice, um, cool. And one of the, like one a to-do like, list. I like this. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not that long, but maybe we can add some more either if anybody comes to your head or maybe it'll come up later. But like Bowie, Blackstar, that, yes. belongs, that belongs in that. 100%. Um, do you ever heard You Want It Darker by Leonard Cohen? I have not checked that out, man. That one, he, that one was released 16 days before he died. Oh, wow. And I had a really interesting experience where someone, an old vet that I met in the Pacific Northwest one random night, he sat me down. This guy's like much older than me. And he's like, you ever heard this record? And I was like, no. And we sat down and listened. He like made me listen to it. He was like, shh. <laughs> I was like, okay. And d- dude, you got to hear You Want It Darker by Leonard Cohen. It's Okay. I, that sounds I, fantastic. On, on the wings of this Dylan record, I think you guys would appreciate it. It's I, I also, wa- I also want to have an. I also want to have a vet grab me in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> and f- that's you a hell of an intro to the zone. story. Come here, boy. I, it, it was kind of like that, but anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that that record's great. Like he does, he barely sounds human. He sounds like almost like this gargoyle or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other singers, but I think Robert Plant. Oh sure, he's had you know? a great late late career research. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Levon Helms' last album, Dirt Farmer. There you go. Okay. Um, it's a little early to tell, but Chris Robinson, in some ways, he just 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 early. It's just hard later. for me to hear him in that same group. That, that's, what, that's that's why. But, but then and then also Joni Mitchell. Oh okay. And then on the jazz side, you have your Tony Bennett, your Frank Sinatra. You know they mm-hmm. they have these different stages and then when they get to the yeah. end they can and it's like you can sing about different stuff when you reach yes that yeah. that now, age you're allowed you get a pass to write and sing about different things yeah of course do you think i think in all those examples like well actually correct me if i'm wrong in a lot of ways it's especially it seems like something that's special for fans of of, of this artist who have who who've known this voice right um mm and and listen to it and like and and understand it through the filter of everything that they've that they've put out in you know through their career it almost feels like for for people that have ever gone through a dylan phase you'll appreciate this Could if you be. like willie nelson like you'll appreciate this I, I i'm just curious i'm gonna go and listen to some of these uh especially like what was that dirt farmer is that the last one you said yeah dirt farm Levon dirt Helm. farmer i believe Levon helms yeah yeah, yeah. Dur- yeah. Because I I don't I, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it because I don't I, I can't say I've listened to a ton of Levon Helms yeah. so that'll be interesting because 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 all of these like I've listened to most of these but I've also known that artist for so long right. that it's hard to not know that that's who this is and to think about previous works it, and stuff. It could like, also be the uh, gateway drug. Yeah. For yeah, someone totally. Who, for someone I, who I, doesn't I, know their stuff and then they go back and hear them when they were younger. Way backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You never yeah. know. It's it, it depends. Um, on so many things, as we know, but it's tricky, you I'm know, because I, yeah. I think, I think what's special about the Bob Dylan album in particular is that this is an album of a hundred percent new, original, original yeah. material. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the the pop artists have been getting old for a long time now. Mm-hmm. True, you know, and you mentioned Tony Bennett, mentioned guys like Frank Sinatra. Those guys were releasing albums into their eighties, and yeah. you know, however long they will live. Sure, um, but they're usually kind of like. Here's my Christmas album. Compilation. Here's, you know, here's, I'm going to retrace, here's Rod Stewart singing the American classic songbook, you know, like that kind of thing. And they're advertised on the Sunday morning news shows when the old people watch. And that's fine, that's fine, you know, that keeps them busy, 
that's great. It's going to sell a lot of records. But what's special about the Bob Dylan record and a couple other, Van Morrison is another guy that I would yeah. throw in there. Thank He's, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. produced like very, very good original material late, late in his life. That's really a gift. That's really not to hear somebody's original output and their original thoughts yeah. later in their life is special. I think. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, even Roger Waters, you know, yeah. he's put, he's okay. put out some, some, yeah, he put oh, out God, yeah, two, two years ago and it's still him and it's like, hey, you know, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, there's, yeah. A, and he, I don't know what, what, what about John Prine, Jay? Would you put him in that? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that yeah. seems like low hanging fruit for me. Um, <laughs> but I would also say that it wasn't until his kind of, no, he, he, he just, I take it all back. He got better with age. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's not. It's yeah, getting better, getting worse. It's it's that's subjective, but it's more about like this is like this period mm-hmm. where the experience is now uh, a factor. Yeah. Well, there's like there's two pieces of it, right? There's like either it's it's like it made me love him more for the reasons or him, you know, the the group more for the reasons that I had already loved them, or there's like this is like a completely new like that's how I felt about the Johnny Cash one was. This is like a whole new light on this guy, right? Mm. And, and and I kind of feel both ways about this album, this Dylan album. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 the, the the poetry, the like the play on words that he's just always been a master at, at crafting. It's all there, but there's just this other like visceral, like raw honesty aspect of it that I don't know. It, it like a lot of the pretense I feel like that comes with some of his his, his early work is kind of like shaved away. Yeah, right. in some ways. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, it sort of like led me to a, like a what if. Just thinking about okay. cer- certain artists that what if we still had you know certain artists that were taken away from us too early mm-hmm. that that reached this age of eight. That's a like, shame, right? I know, yeah. and, and it's like it's kind of silly to be like, well, you know, but like, but like, I, I just kind of wish, like, man, can you imagine if someone like like a Kurt Cobain or. Uh, you know, reached this point in their career. Or like, even what, like Jeff what, what Buckley he, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Exactly the second person on my list here. Yeah. You know, these these young, talented people, you know, they would have, they would still be making great art, you know? Yeah. 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 They, or, or not, who knows? I can, well, no, or what, where they would have gone, what they would have done with it. Yeah, yeah. no, it would have been really cool. Yeah, I consider myself lucky. Like, a lot of the artists that I'm, I've always been into, Bruce Springsteen, Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton, Richard Thompson, Bob Dylan, they all seem to be kind of like ever long in, ter- in terms of their life mm-hmm. and they just keep want to keep producing albums. I yeah. that's but that's not always the case. So for right. me it's like really trying to appreciate what you got when you have it. Indeed. All right, so Greg. Yes. You have an album to review? I do. Is it also I, by an old guy? I do. Uh, I do. It is. However, uh-huh. It wasn't recorded recently. Oh. So uh, the album that I got was Homegrown by Neil Young. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. you know, we all love Neil Young, I imagine. Yep. Um, yes, indeed. This, it was an album that he recorded in 1974. Yes. And it was shelved yep. because of a, a variety of reasons, which you can look into in, from various uh, um, mm-hmm. articles. But, like, basically, one of the things is that he thought it was – a little too depressing and yep. he had just put out on the beach yep which was his lowest mood mm-hmm. wise 
Um, he had just broken up with his old lady, as he put it, uh, <laughs> act- actress uh, Carrie Snodgrass, mm-hmm. um, someone who I wasn't familiar with until I read her name. So, and they had a little boy together. And I think he was just, it was a turbulent time for him. He was recording music. This ended up being some of it. He said at the time, they're not going to hear this, referring yeah. to the fans. And he put it aside. But recently it was unearthed. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Famously, yes. one, one of the stories that he's kind of retracted was that uh, he played that album and the album that ended up replacing it in the rotation which is Tonight's the Night, which is a fantastic album in its own right. Mm-hmm. But he replaced it because he played those two albums back-to-back for folks at, for friends of his at a party. And the first album, no one liked. And Tonight's the Night, everyone seemed to like. So he was like, well, I'm not going to release Homegrown. Well, and maybe it, just it was the right savaged. move at the time. You know? I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't derail his career, you know? Certainly not. Uh, not in the least. <laughs> and, and, now, uh, and now we have another gift. You know? This was this was a great album. It's cool, I, man. I, I it wasn't until the I listened to it twice mm-hmm. that I went and had a, and read about it, and I was actually really relieved to hear that this was like was it all in 1974 or were there like different songs that he had recorded throughout the years that got shelved as too raw for me to release? I, Jay, do you have any? My understanding that? that was that they were all from the same time period. Now, That's he, what I thought. Too. He ended up releasing some of those songs. In, in both live forms and in kind of bootleg forms down the road. Yeah, okay. one of them was on the Decade compilation, I believe. Yeah, yes. Yeah, um, I, I can't tell you which one. Because honestly, we had a lot of... Three Records was actually kind of a... You had to have an appetite to live to like really, <laughs> really get into Three Records. I was like, Three Records, that's, that's not that much homework for this week. And I want to mm-hmm. hear these anyway. Yeah. You know? But then you realize it's actually... These were all heavy records. <laughs> so, Greg, yeah. what did you? What were your impressions of this album, man? Well, you know, I love Neil Young and specifically this era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The on the beach, the harvest. Mm-hmm. This is my sh- when it comes to to Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let, can we play the what was the track? I, vacancy. Oh, vacancy! Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> play, let's play that track so I can, you know, help paint the picture.
Again, eh? <laughs> Man. I think Jay hates it. I can't stand this. Oh, my God, dude. I really want to get. I really, really want to get your thoughts on this album before I start going off on just a terror on this. Or do you want to hear my take? Let's on just this? go. Let's just get it out. Get I it think out. that this is a this is a lost. Nick, what, you, Nick, what were you? Nick, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm talking now. I'm, I'm just kidding. This is a lost classic. <laughs> this is an absolute uh, gin. Thanks I, for asking, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> No, I couldn't okay, okay. believe this. Okay. I had heard of this album. I, I heard the build-up to it. Uh, I, I knew of its lost status. I had heard a couple of the tracks from some of his live, but to hear it all in one place, it blew me away. This is my favorite nice. type of Neil Young. Yes. This is my... like this To me, Like this might be my second or third favorite Neil Young album ever. Period. Perfect. I mean, it, it's... It, I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. So nice. beautiful. And just, yeah. uh, it, it, to, honestly, to me, it paints in some of the spots in some of his discography. Like, to me, mm-hmm. like, to go from... Like, fills in the gaps? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, like to go from Harvest and then On the Beach, which wasn't released chronologically in time. It, it came out later, mm-hmm. even though it was recorded at the time because he wasn't, he didn't feel it was that strong. And then to go straight into Tonight's the Night, I was like, well, where's there's seems like he just dropped doing that whole acoustic thing really quick. And yeah. this is like the amalgamation of all that stuff. It's got like the really hard effing drop D rockers that you love from Neil Young that he ended up you know, doing for the rest of his life. But then the real tender acoustic ballads and just so beautiful and so poignant and just my God, I just loved it. I loved it. Yeah, man. And that, yeah. that opening track, Separate Ways, I mean, that is a lost classic. And yeah. That, yeah. even like a song like Homegrown, that could have been a hit. You take out that like intro where they're just noodling around, that mm-hmm. could have been a hit. I guarantee, it's, it's it's like... um And what? Vacancy, too. Yeah, and Vacancy, absolutely. That, I, I, you, yeah, you could totally hear that on Homegrown the radio. is <laughs> like a, a Rainy Day Women number 12 and 34, like that, you know, everyone mm-hmm. must, get, mm-hmm. must get stoned. It, that could have mm-hmm. been a radio hit, I guarantee you. Mm. But yeah, I loved it, man. I That's was great. blown away. Yeah, it, I, it's crazy how prolific he was in that like that that brief stretch in the seventies. Like how much output he did, yeah. and then basically like released albums off of that for like years <laughs> to come. Yeah. But I, I saw I saw in an interview he he had told his dad like he called these songs the songs he could totally live without. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that was the, the album. Yeah, this particular album's tracks. With yeah, did you have any other thoughts, Nick? I mean, on, on the record. I, like I said, when I when I first when I listened to it, I, it was it was after I listened to the Dylan one a couple times, and I'm so glad that I did go ahead and read a couple reviews to like read about how this that this was you know previously recorded and also it was recorded over it was it was it looks like it was recorded over seventy four seventy five uh, at different times because there there were like inconsistencies in like the the way it was tracked like that fir- the, the first track the bass tone i was like what is yeah. what's going on here and then like the next one it's a completely different so it all made sense once i once i once i real once i yeah. read that you know this is this isn't like yeah. a, a newly recorded newly written material yeah. but no i thought it was fantastic and I, I i i genuinely i even think florida is awesome like i really <laughs> that weird story yeah. I, I don't understand it but he's just telling some story and Cocaine's like Cocaine's a hell of I guess, a drug, Nick. <laughs> but there's some paragliders that like hit the ground and he finds a baby. 
but then some woman says it's her baby. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so yeah. Good. yeah nah, I, I I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, dude. Well, so did I. And um, you know, talking about the the drop D rockers, you know, the cinnamon girl, and you know that that kind of vibe. It's just like, give me more. Yeah, give me more of that. <laughs> give me more of that. I I like that stuff. Yep. You know, and uh, it, it's it spoke to me in a particularly personal way especially you know the early uh the the, the opening track and um you know he, he's he's someone i've really grown to admire yeah through the years you know someone whose songs i've covered a lot and taught a lot mm-hmm. in various bands and just a real treasure you know he, he, he here he is just oh by the way Remember, like, my best era of, of music? Here's another album from that era. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, like, I, it totally I was so is. excited when I when I heard about it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, It yeah. really is. It, it is it's, it's, it's a weird thing because we've talked, I mean, we're on, the, like, our third old artist here. But, I mean, these are songs that, that I mean, some of these he had played live. But, uh, like, Mexico, I love that song. Yeah. Oh, and, God. And, and, it, and it grabbed me the way that, like, Old Man... You know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you listen, to, where it's just like, it just pulls at those heartstrings. You're just yep. like, oh, the way he crafts that that weird, like, nostalgia with, like, just wanting to be closer to your dad yeah. <laughs> vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, he just grabs it and his voice is just perfect. And it's like, it's yeah. one of those things, like, you hear every once in a while, uh, an artist will come out with like, oh, here's a lost album that, you know, was from the 1980s. A bunch, like, of, a bunch of tracks that I couldn't get the record company to put right, on. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, in my mind, I go back to Eric Clapton. So he has this album that was from, like, 1979. It's in between Another Ticket and, you know, Money and Cigarettes. Don't worry about it because no one knows that period of Eric Clapton because it sucked. It was, like, the right. first, first time that, like, he had uh, Albert Lee playing guitar he has an entire album you can find it on youtube and it's terrible it's like it's, it's not great so he could probably release that someday and i'll go out and buy the album and he'll make a million bucks that's great but like to this is like the equivalent of like pink floyd saying like hey you remember that album we did like mm-hmm. dark side of the moon you know and in between that and wish you were here we actually did another album you should <laughs> yeah. check this Surprise. out Surprise! <laughs> yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, man. It's, no it's 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 Another testament to how prolific Neil Young was and is, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you guys did too. Although to be fair, I wanted to mention this: that between you know listening to these records, every now and then I would need a c- palate cleanser. Okay. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Yeah, close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, this band, Lamb of God, put out a new oh, album. They put right. out a new album, and I, I would some have Christian to, music. Yeah. 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 Some nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But man, I want to talk about that next week. Okay, <laughs> next week. All right. I was, I was All like, right. is there any way I can? No, I can't sneak this into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to to uh, I guess put a bow on this one, I would I would love to play us out with uh, the opening track to yeah. Homegrown by Neil Young, okay. and um, also say go find us online if you haven't already. Give us a follow. Give us some likes. Give mm-hmm. us a share. Um, we're on we're on Facebook, Instagram. Man, we're coming up on. Uh, yeah, this is episode forty nine. Coming up on a year. It is. Holy smokes! Woo! Yeah, you, and please, you better put a you better put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting serious. It's getting it's serious. Getting, is that what you're saying? It's getting hot and heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the love's always been there, no doubt, no doubt. But do we uh, do we have a next level? We could take it there. 
<laughs> I'm just fine. All right, all right. I'm open. I'm down. I'm on. You know, right. of I think I think our uh, respective signif- significant others might have something to say about that, but well, they, they, they'll understand. I think they're understanding as long as we're Let's, happy, right? We'll bring them on. We'll break, break the news on the show. Let's that's do it that way. That's all they want. Perfect. Nothing's hidden here. Yeah, just really. out, everything out in the open. I'm sure they would love to be surprised with that news. Yeah, 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 yeah we have fun. We have fun. We have a good time. All right. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, hey, Jay, have a good time next week. I yeah. hope so. Man, I'm just, I'm happy to be getting out of the house. Man, I just can't wait Oof. to be doing something other than being, being down in this room like, all day long. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, looking forward to that. Yes. So Don't forget your sunscreen. I, dude, trust me. The legs, mm. it's going to be just <laughs> white, white paste nice. from the shorts down. Yep. Awesome. So great, great visual. Great visual. Yeah, that's good. Post that yeah. to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Oh, well, man. excellent work reviewing these albums. Somehow we turned this into an hour-long episode. Why don't we just like live stream twenty-four-seven from now on? We'll just and whenever we're ready to do like something music-related, we'll just talk into the microphone. Works for me. We could try that. I mean, we're getting close. You know? Yeah, they're, they're getting lengthy. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, uh-huh. guys. Wait, hold on. It's time to start episode 50. Oh, right, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is episode Well, happy 50. Thursday, everybody. Uh, hey. Welcome to episode 50. Hey. You should check it out. My name's Jay. Happy Thursday. I'm Nick. I'm Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. And this uh, is Separate Ways by Mr. Neil Young. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Yes, I do.